Welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Rashawn, and I'll be here with Mella, Josh, and not Sam. <laughs> Welcome back, girl. Any episode that doesn't have Sam is, a, is an opportunity to celebrate. <laughs> you guys are that fun. so mean. Sam's great, except for his opinion on the killer. He's great. Don't even don't get me started that on that, that episode, that Rashawn. Dude, don't bring that don't up. Don't get it started. <laughs> you want to talk about a veto. No. Oh. You, you've been gone for a second. Now you're back with the jump off. <laughs> don't. Talk your piece. Go ahead. Oh, this you want to cine- get into no. it? This is our show. This is the space to attack. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. How, how, how dare you a credit Gone Girl's success to David Fincher and take that away from Gillian Flynn. How dare you? I didn't say it was solely David Fincher. 99% you did, yeah. You said... No, 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 no. I feel like you you want to be upset by the things I say instead of maybe hearing the point I was trying to make. Which you agree I with? Point, no, I agree with your point. I agree with your. Do point. you like? Do you like dark places? I love the book. You know that's not what I'm asking. I love the book, and I love okay. the actors in dark places. Do you like the adaptation of dark places? I do not. I love sharp objects. I love the girl like, on the train. You love the girl on the train. I sure did, and that was not Gillian Flynn. I know that. You Do you, did them. you like the woman in the window? Them. Well, not yeah, the they're woman all in the window. Not the they're... woman in the window. Come on. Those are all post-Gone Girl attempts. Yes, but you said Gone uh-huh. Girl was mm-hmm. airport fiction. It is a standby. You that. said that. You said it that. Is standby. Gone Girl it... revolutionized novels and the mystery novel and the murder novel. In a way yes. that has not been done before. Okay. Harry that Potter. That is Gillian Flynn. Harry Potter is YA fiction. Mm-hmm. Correct? But it also revolutionized YA fiction and start, jump-started a whole film genre. Divergent, yep. Hunger Games. But it's still YA fiction. And I think Gone Girl, which I also said in an episode, is a fantastic book. Yeah, Lacey, I do have to say that. To take away the negative connotations of airport books, you could find Gillian Flynn books at the airport. Wow, Josh, you were real <laughs> quiet all, all up until we started recording. You were all on my side. Now, no, now. I'm just, I'm just saying this one point that calling something an airport book doesn't have to be negative. 
That's all. I I did say the word trashy. Yes, you but, did. But to me, that was not an insult. Look at him. What he do you does mean like, trashy is not like, an so, insult? Did you just call me ugly? <laughs> no, trashy. No. Oh. Well, yes. Well, yes. <laughs> to me, it's not trashy the same way that you would look at the work of John Waters, and he kind of revels in being the king of trash or the Pope of trash, whatever he calls himself. I think there's a place for pulp and soapy melodrama and a book about a woman who fakes her death to get back at her cheating husband is kind of pulpy, pulpy and trashy. If you reduce it to that, yes, that you can find that lip thick on any shelf anywhere. But Gone Girl isn't just that. The twist that happens, it happens halfway through the book. That is something that has not been done, had not been done nearly ever. And mm-hmm. to hide you, uh. <laughs> I, I think you want you want to be offended by what I said when what I said was not meant to be offensive. But you're saying you're you're giving it compliments and then you're undercutting it with other things, and I just That's, don't... I'm not undercutting it. I love soap, melodrama, and and trash. It's not that she ends up in a trailer park lace. Like it's slightly. It's living in that arena while elevating it with some of the work that she does in the book. Agree to disagree. Hey. And that was Lacey's library. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a segment on the show, so so I'll take it. I'll take it. Lacey actually does have a, a YouTube channel called Lacey's Library where she reads along with kids and it's phenomenal. And if you have children, it's a good thing to put. What's up? Uh, listeners with kids, with little ones, You're little cousins, sending little this niece and nephews. While instigating me and Lacey's fight. It got a little boring. Uh, go check out Lacey's Library on YouTube. He doesn't even have a point of view. He just got on that episode, said some shit. Got on this episode, said some shit. And just watched us go at each other. Yeah. Me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tired and we haven't even started. What are we doing here Thank you here for today? saying that nice thing about my <laughs> YouTube channel, Josh. I love you, Lacey. I love you too, Sean. No, she didn't mean it. This <laughs> you is didn't the movie either. ending showdown. Yes, I did. I meant it too. I love you. Look, we're matching. We're both wearing yellow. Let's be happy. Um, We'll see how this episode goes because I don't know. <laughs> this is the showdown to end all showdowns. We started the year with the top 20 movie openings for When Cinephiles Attack, and we're ending it this month, December, with the top 20 movie endings. The movie ending, the final moments of a film that always leave a lasting impression. They can shape your entire opinion on what you just watched. In some cases, they can completely recontextualize everything that came before Endings make or break a movie, and we are here today to make a list of the absolute best endings from When Cinephiles Attack. Mm. So, my Mm co-hosts, give me one word that you want to feel after a movie ends. Exhilarated. Okay. Moved. Satisfied. Yeah. Floored. Damn, that's a... Here we go. That's all my choices. That's all my choices. <laughs> I'm just happy of like, okay, yeah, that was good. Yeah, I didn't just expect that or whatever, whatever. 
Rashawn needs to be blown. Blown. Rashawn needs, needs to, to be blown. Applications at when cinephiles attack at gmail.com. <laughs> Please send video proof. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, w- I want to be absolutely not devastated, but devastated is good. Like, I like being completely. Masochist. A little bit. Does that leave room for comedies or or romances or? It does, but and I might eat my words after this, but I I think that comedies aren't necessarily where I look to for great endings. Not to say that nobody will have a choice today. I got three. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at my list like, oh, really? Okay. But when I when I when you think of comedies, you go to like the best bits or sequences or lines. You don't really think about yeah the ending. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Prove me wrong. That's what we're here for. As always, a friendly reminder that this list is one hundred percent pure WCA fun. That's how we do it. There's there's plenty of lists out there on the internet, but you're only gonna get one when a cinephile's attack list. So if you have any choices that we missed or something that you think should be on there, find us on the socials, at Cinephile Attack. Hit us up. Tell us what we missed. It's not going on the list, but uh, we always want to hear from you. So. <laughs> Maybe if we get enough answers for something like that, we can put it in a pool. And then yeah. we, could all, we could all pick some to go to war for, and we can make a listeners-only list. Right. We do love... Ooh, that would be fun. We yeah. do, do love that a pool. So. We do, yeah. I think Josh just came up with a format. Look at that. Uh oh. Producer brain on. Oh. Off the dome, on the fly. 2024, new format coming out. Okay. (laughs) Let's do this. If you've listened to any of our showdown episodes, especially this past year, you know how it goes. We will have a randomized order. Someone will step up, present their case, and present their suggestion for where on the list of 20 this entry should go. We will debate, we will deal, converse, and we'll find a spot for it on the list. Three powers today. Oh, fuck. All three powers must be co-signed by a second host. Mm-hmm. The first is a veto. We have one veto. That's free. We will have a second veto that comes at a cost. And we will have a third power, which is an auto-placement. The classics. Okay. What's the cost? I will tell you at the end of the episode. I also just would like to say you're the one who's allowing us a second veto. And you're the one scared about vetoes. Oh, I'm terrified. (laughs) But um, (laughs) them's the breaks. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we'll be punished if we do it. (laughs) He knows what he's doing. I do, I do, I do. Okay, let's get an order up in here. Up in her. With these, I've discovered last is is, sucks with these because... You're at the mercy of the vetoes, because if only three people use a veto, then the person who picks last gets one less choice on the list than everybody else. So you don't want to be last in these. I've gone last before, and I've had... You just got to hope everybody uses their veto so it gets back to you. Oof. Spoke too soon. (laughs) (laughs) The order is Mela, myself, Lacey, and... I'm going to... Josh. Fucking lose it. This sucks. <laughs> I Are will there be any using... questions. No, no, never mind. No. 
<laughs> he's going to use both his vetoes. Yes, we know. If if I have to to get an equal level of picks, I will. Shit. Shots Why are too. you saying your strategy? <laughs> Is it my strategy? Do I have a strategy? I don't know, bitch. You always have a strategy. This, I'll say this list I compiled faster than any list we've ever made. I was happy with my choices within minutes. Oh, so this I'm, one took me a while. I feel pretty strongly about this one. I think the quotes one was an, a fast one for me. No, that one was mm-hmm. tough. Yeah. That was agonizing. Quotes, quotes one was What's pretty the, easy. What was it? M I S. S-I- fuck off. I-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-
if I know what one and two are, I'm bored. And <laughs> I feel like you come to these showdowns with Mean Girls, with Seven. Well, I'm not going to pick an obscure fucking movie that no one has seen and expect for it to get on the list or not vetoed. Well, I'm up. So I'm let's up give up. it a go, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone's seen this, but I'm also, hey, not sure. I okay. said floored. I said devastated. I said traumatized me. My first pick for one of the best movie endings is Frank Darabont's The Mist. Mm. Ooh. This is a Stephen King short story that was adapted into a film, kind of into the world sci-fi creature feature that has one of the biggest gut punches I've ever seen. Um, there are more famous endings. There are definitely more well-known endings. But this is, um, it's a cruel ending and kind of a rug pull, but I also think it's built into the film, which kind of has a doomsday into the world feel for the whole runtime. And even after they've survived being holed up in this convenience store, they've survived Marsha Gay Harden as this zealot, they get out into this uncharted territory and they decide to end their lives. And this movie has the balls to kill a kid, kill a, an elderly couple. And then maybe five seconds after Thomas Jane gets out of the truck, help arrives. And it's um, devastating. I, I remember sitting in the theater just being like, well done. Well done. <laughs> um, so I, I don't need this to be a high placement, but I do think it should just be on the list. I'll go for bottom bottom five if like 17 18 i think 17 is good it's it's one of those movies where i i've seen it once i saw it probably with my dad if i'm being honest um i don't remember much about the movie but i remember the ending mm-hmm. which i think is very telling mm-hmm. so i'm i'm happy with like 16 17 yeah okay i'll take 17 i'll take 18 okay <laughs> okay sure <laughs> <laughs> A preview of coming events. My list is a bummer. <laughs> oh my gosh. My list kind of like runs my, the Yeah, mine's, all, mine's, mine's all, all over the place. Lace, <laughs> you're up. I would like to submit the ending of Uptown Girls starring Brittany Murphy and Dakota Fanning. Um, I say I want to be moved by an ending. I think the Uptown Girls ending does the character arc so beautifully. We see the whole movie, Brittany Murphy acts like a child, Dakota Fanning acts like an adult, and they learn from each other. And this whole final scene, Brittany Murphy has her first official uh, interview as an adult and implements quotes that Dakota Fanning has taught her. She goes to Dakota Fanning's dance recital where Dakota does this adorable, improvised, free, flowy ballet dance, accompanied by Brittany Murphy's ex-boyfriend, who is now this huge rock star, thanks to her and her inspiration, and he has bought all of her father's guitars and surprises her with them on stage. It is 
and sings the song that her father wrote for her about her smiling. Like, it's just, it's moving, it's feel good, it perfectly ties up every character's arc. It's just moving. It's moving and I love it so much. I think it should be, <laughs> I think it should be top 10. I would be happy with 10. I'd take 10. Um, what about like 12? I got, I got two spots below me. Rashawn. <laughs> I, I, no. Yes, just because it's not a bummer doesn't mean it does, doesn't deserve to be higher on the list. It's not that it's not a bummer. It's just, uh, I, I don't know if it like stands out. Have you watched it? I have. When? I've seen it. I don't know. Like exactly. Exactly. I'll take 15. I like 15. I was going to say 15. I'll, 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 I'll settle with 15. 15. Uptown Girls. You know what? I'm outnumbered and that's fine. <laughs> it's a sweet ending, Rashawn. It's sweet, but what's... I lost the argument. There's no point. Okay. <laughs> I have a candidate for number 10. Ooh. Just hear me out. I know when I say this, I'm going to get eye rolls, but you really have to go back in time and think about this movie. Think about when this ending first happened. Think about like its cultural impact. What do you think I'm going to say, Mel? It's not. You're not going to say this, but remember me. With the <laughs> oh my God, Carmela! That's a crazy ending. That's a crazy fuck. Like if you don't know shit co- about that for movie, the you remember that. Uh, no, my candidate for number ten is Avengers: Infinity War. The very end, when they lose, Thanos snaps. You see half of this multi-billion-dollar cast turn to dust. I think it was shocking. I think it was sad for a lot of people. I think. The cultural impact it had was huge. Everyone was talking about it. And I think it, it's it's exactly how you do a franchise part one ending. There's enough to go on that it's a full movie, but there is a very clear bridge to the final act of this arc, if you will. Um, I think 10, but I could be outnumbered. So let's hear it for Avengers Infinity War. I almost put this on my list, so mm. I am fine with ten. Only I'm happy because with 10. I as we know, listeners and the three of us, I don't know much about the Marvel movies, comics, but this shit I know. Mm. And I remember watching it and being like, No, they did not. Yeah. What? To see to see just one after the other of, you know, these franchise leading actors turn to dust and then of course tom holland's i don't feel so good mr stark to top it all off yeah fantastic it was just very and then pretty much right after that it just slow fades to black and then credits yeah but then i goes to like watch the sunset Mm -hmm. yeah 10 10 10's a little hot for me but uh, <laughs> this this uh, might not be my episode, so I'm gonna. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, uh, what, like eleven, twelve? No, I. T- let, let's just put it at ten. 
<laughs> pick your battles. Pick your battles. <laughs> right, right, right. It's going to be a long episode. I'm going to go with a fun one. So not devastating in the least bit, but I'm going to go with Chicago. The ending of Chicago. Um, Gotta get a musical on there. This is a phenomenal movie as a whole. But the last, the, the last number is insane. We have both Velma and Roxy doing the fuck out of nowadays. We've got the gun. And then we have Roxy Hart saying, I couldn't have done it without you. At first glance, you're obviously thinking, become famous. But we're really talking about getting away with murder, mm-hmm. which is like, okay, bitch, you did that. <laughs> um, I think this movie is about really just like the scamming and how we watch these women come from nothing to something in two hours. And that final image of them as huge stars is just a huge red bow on top of the film. So I would put it at... Let's go with, I would go 14 or 16. Yeah, my, my only hesitation of putting it too high is that when I think about Chicago, the ending is probably third, fourth, fifth on the list of things I think about. Mm-hmm. Not to say it's not a good one. Yeah. but We're but thinking of Cell Block Tango. But... Cell Block Tango, Mr. Cellophane. There's a lot of images and songs and things that from that movie that come to mind first. Yeah, I don't know. There are a couple of. There are a couple of musicals I would put ahead of this as far as endings, but okay. okay. Um, Chicago was on our best openings because it was like top top five. So we love but... a bookend moment. I know. I think that's fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I would I would hear sixteen. Sixteen feels good. Okay. Sean, sixteen. <laughs> Sean, <laughs> He's like, I like twenty. <laughs> I would veto it, but um... uh, hey, hold on. There's still room, bitch. There's still room later. I know, I know, I know. Or yeah. ask your your other people. Or I guess yeah, because we can we can retroactively veto, right? I'm side eyeing it because I don't think the ending is as strong as the rest of the movie. Okay. I'm side eyeing it too. It might be a victim later. I don't know. We'll see. But that your your pitch was great, and I think that yeah. line is is a good call out. So. <laughs> 16 it is for now okay for fucking now. in italics those girls are on the thin fucking ice dude <laughs> i have uh an uphill battle with this one but i would like to put it i could be talking about any of my choices i would like to put this movie on the list i've never submitted this for any of our showdowns or any kind of list because it's like really 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 important to me and i really really love this movie it's influenced me as a writer and the ending is is a big part of that um ah he's trying to appeal to their emotions (laughs) (laughs) it's working bitch it's working um this is i think one of if not the greatest rom-com of all time and um it's I know. And the writing is a part of that. The directing is a part of that. And it's not just a rom-com. It's it's a really dark character journey as well about two lost souls finding each other. The movie ends on New Year's Eve and Shirley MacLaine and Jack Lemmon 
find love with each other in the apartment. I realize this might not be a, a scene movie. That's okay. Huh? He's nervous. Gus, it's okay. <laughs> I'm nervous. But there, there has been a huge trope in rom-coms where the guy or the girl chases off to the airport or to stop someone from making a decision or to stop a wedding. And I think one of those tropes starts here with Shirley MacLaine leaving this really decadent New Year's Eve party to go back to the apartment, sit down with Jack Lemmon, and they decide to choose each other. And they call back to phrases that they've used to each other to kind of signal that they've chosen one another. And they're just going to deal the cards and see what happens. They really want this to be as high as possible. <laughs> so. I'll say this. Yes. I haven't seen it. So I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna leave the discussion up to you three. Okay. But that also means I'm a pretty easy vote for any power uh, non specified. But Fair I enough. know how important this movie is. I know how well regarded and revered this movie is. So I'm not gonna be like we go it. I just what Mel? The just the poster above me in yeah. his room. <laughs> yeah. So like I know I know how revered this movie is. So I'm not gonna be like no. I I have to uh, respectfully let the Discussion go to you three now. What number are you thinking, first of all? I, I know. Like, on the list, if you go on, on any list on the internet, you're not going to find the apartment on it. I well, get we're it. not doing that, so it doesn't matter. You do that. You say that you don't do that, but you do that, though. <laughs> oh, I'm doing it. You aren't doing it. <laughs> yes. Well, you said we. You said we. I do. I'll do it if I'm stuck. I'll do it if I'm stuck. Right. Yeah. Um, I would say... I would boldly go for five or six. I could see six. I could see six. I, I mean, I definitely six. think it, it should be top ten. Mm-hmm. I think we don't have all the later rom-coms that we know and love without the apartment. Mm-hmm. Especially, like you said, this is kind of like the development of the trope. Later on, we do get like these really extravagant chase and all of those tropes that we can think of, but this one is just like a very soft, more realistic, grounded ending to kind of like a quirky rom-com. I feel like this is probably like the most realistic part of the movie, in my opinion, than most of the movie is. Um, you kind of see like Jack's character of like being like the clown stripped away and Shirley MacLaine is just like, all right, I'm going to put all my fears aside and just be with this man. So, mm-hmm. I like it. Even before... I didn't know this movie was a rom-com. I didn't either until I watched it. Yeah. It's, it is it is a rom-com, but it's also a kind of a character study. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of darkness in it. Yeah. it's just, It's just really meaty. I love it. Six? I'll take six. There you go, Rashawn. Shouts out Sam. Shit. <laughs> Can't escape him even in this. Okay, I'm going sweet again before things get dark. I would like to enter in one of the most moving endings I think I've ever seen. It makes me think about life. It makes me think about love. It makes me think about family. And I think its overall message as a movie, but especially in this ending, is exemplified perfectly. 
in that we need to do our best to be grateful for this extraordinary, ordinary life that we have. So I would like to submit about time. I think we said the criteria of this movie was like the last 15 minutes of the film. The last 10 minutes of this movie, the last five minutes of this movie are our main character's uh, final visit to the past with his dad, where all his dad wanted to do for their, their last time together was go back to a time where it was just the two of them on the beach, a dad and his son spending the day together quietly on the beach, and then moves into our main character going about his everyday life, waking up in bed with his wife, making breakfast for his kids, and revealing to us that this whole movie that has been about time travel, he is no longer partaking in, and that he is now living every day as if this was the day that he chose to come back to. The appreciation that gives him for his life, for the little moments, for the people around him, I, like, I get choked up thinking about it. It's very beautiful. It's very touching. I would love five <laughs> for it. Um, I think it deserves top five, but I'm open to hearing other things. I think top ten for sure. That was maybe the best pitch you've ever given. It's hard because I'd put it at, like, six or seven, but those are taken. Okay. So I don't know. What do you guys think? I love this movie. I love this movie. Yeah. Um... It is our list. <laughs> mm-hmm. Top five? Five? Five. Five, five Lacey. Five! Well, look at it. It's about time. <laughs> Editing Rashawn, play Lizzo. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so happy. Josh can attest. I was watching through my ending traces last night on the couch. Hysteric, like... Full on did a is <laughs> just really good during like, this ending. I was, like I was playing PlayStation on our chair, which is in front of the couch. I was just playing, and every now and then, every few minutes, I'd hear. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the full movie, just nope. the end. just the end. But. I love that movie, but I cannot just like pop it on. No, it's not Mm-mm. a pop on type of movie. No, mine is. So, <clears throat> this is another one. Needs to be on the list. I don't care. I would hate if it's 20, but I'd go ballistic if it's vetoed. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Mine is a kind of ending that needs to be in the discussion. There's a lot of fun endings. There's a Not fun. There's a lot of, like, Chicago, you know, musical, satisfying endings. There's tragic endings. This one is a party ending. This one mm. is just pure excitement and fun. And I am talking about the ending of This is the End when they're all in heaven <laughs> doing the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Joshua. <laughs> I'll take 20. I don't give a fuck. I need this to be on the list. This was the most fun I've had in the theater when this ending came on. <laughs> when they're all doing the choreograph, uh, the choreography to everybody backstreet's back. Get out of town. It's so much fun. I don't care. <laughs> give him 20. 20. 20. How, how ballistic would you go? Are you going to get a cosign, Mel? 
It's because it's a good, funny ending. That's what I mean. Rashawn, are you going to get a cosign for a veto? Like 20 Probably sounds not. good enough. 20. I'll take 20. I need it on the list. <laughs> Let him have it. That's Dude, back, it's on right? YouTube. It's on YouTube. Go watch it. I promise it's still a blast. <laughs> <laughs> it's catered to us. I mean, come on. Yeah. So my next one is kind of dicey because I think this movie is it has like the audience split. For example, our our friend of the pod, Sam has just realized he doesn't really like this director because of her her endings, her tie, the tie, mm. the little red bows at the end of her films. Um, and I am talking about Promising you Young Woman. <laughs> I, too, watched the ending just a couple nights ago. And then I sat there and just, like, clicked through other parts of the movie. And I'm like, God damn, I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole time we have Cassandra getting her vengeance and trying to get forgiveness from these people. She, she literally has a list that she's crossing through through the whole movie. And at the end of this, we get the most rewarding fucking ending. She had, she has already died at this point and somehow she has her last, uh, little plot, a timed text thread. She has the cops called, all of these men that are fucking disgusting get what they had coming this whole time and it's all from the grave. All of these little neat bows have been wrapped up by this point and I remember, I don't know if I saw this in the theater, but I just remember at the end of this feeling like, fuck yeah. <laughs> um, and I think Watch I watched it like two times in a row and then watching it again on YouTube, I'm like, God damn, this is a good fucking ending. It just feels like everybody got what they deserved and she finally got what she wanted. So I would like to put this at 13. I, that's an interesting pitch. Okay. Because I would, I would call this movie and the ending a lot of things, but rewarding is not one of them. Really? And yeah. But that's part of the reason I really... Yeah, that's part of the reason I really love the movie, but we watched it in quarantine, and I think we watched it the next day, just because we loved it that much. But I would never, I don't know, I, I don't know, I would never like fist bump after this ending. It's yeah, not, that's it's not one I'm of a, those. I'm a little sicko, you know, we talked about this. <laughs> I'm a demented little freak. <laughs> You're not a bigger sicko than me, sweetie. <laughs> that's true. I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I this is not like a rewarding hurrah yes ending. So I, that kind of deters me a little bit, but okay. I know you brought it without the reasoning, but the reasoning is kind of why I'm like a little hesitant to have it on or to have it on. Yeah. At all. I think so. Yeah. What if the no, man has to be on veto list. promising young woman? Yo. Yeah. Do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Do it loud and proud. Mella and I oh, both like have I'm afraid? all the nail colors ready to go. No, I I remember watching the movie, and I believe it's from her death on is about 15 minutes. And I remember watching her death, which is long and painful and 
horrifying and being real pissed off, being really, really pissed off that it happened. And then that final sequence at the wedding, it didn't justify her dying, but it made so much sense and it made it made me feel like I don't know it made me feel like ah, like powerful like yeah. <laughs> I don't know like and I think that's where the the fuck yeah comes from yeah because you know? the whole movie is about bad people under the guise of being nice and she never pretended to be a nice young lady and and I don't know I just I think I'm happy at 13. It's, I mean, I would, uh, 14 or 17 would be preferred for me. Great pitches all around. Um, 13 seems a little toasty for me, but I don't know. I mean, 14 is a good number too. 17, you have seven and then you'd have 17. That's kind of fun. 14 is seven doubled though. You would co-sign Josh? What's up? What is that? Uh, I just like, I haven't, I've only, I only saw it the once when we watched a screener of it. I don't know if I would co-sign. I just don't <laughs> like it being at 13 or 14. Don't give me that look, Lacey. Yeah. I you want a WCA list, when, but you're going to veto something like you, Promising Lacey. Young Woman. Thank you, I do remember A WCA we, list means that we are all in agreement, which means if I don't That is it, never what this, uh, this podcast is, not, is about. Literally right? not <laughs> what Ever. it is. And you know it. That is the antithesis of this podcast. You guys pull that out. You two in particular, pull that out when you guys don't get your way. But Carmella yes. missed one and two on board. <laughs> I just you have the disadvantage of me having just seen Saltburn and I have very complicated feelings about Saltburn. So I I'm just a saw both salty. And what? you loved it both, and that's great. In fairness, the one time I saw this movie, Promising Young Woman, I remember liking the ending more than Lacey did, because Lacey was really affected by her incredibly graphic death. Wait. I just don't like it at thirteen and fourteen. But I don't know how we remedy. I think, and I, I remember feeling. Are you helping me, Peter? <laughs> I don't, I don't know Sean, if it's shut fully. Shut up. I don't know if it's fully veto, but then you'll have. Hold on, but then he won't have a veto, you guys. I'll have a second veto. Yeah, we have two. Ah. I was gonna you... say I just remember feeling the same way Lacey did, like that she didn't deserve to die. We've been rooting for her this whole time. She's been crossing off the names and then we get to that part and we're like are you fucking kidding me we've got this far and now she dies but then when we get to the ending it just seems like it wasn't for nothing yeah and it's she pretty still got her wish she still got she still got to fucking put them those men in jail for her friend what about 17 i just have a different Josh, I'd also just like to remind you how Mella and I backed you up for This is the End. That's a good point. It's dirty that you pulled that out right now. (laughs) Josh, don't don't be an easy mark right now. She you were gonna veto mine that I desperately wanted on the list, and she's raising a good point that I use them as a shield to prevent you from vetoing. I even said a little something. You said it's a fun ending. You sure I said it catered to us. And then it got what? on the list. So I can't convince you to do 17. Will you do 14? Yeah. I said I'm good with 14. 
Seven. You won't take seventeen. I mean, I, I would, but I'll take seventeen. I'll take <laughs> okay. seventeen. God okay. damn it. Promising young woman goes in at seventeen. <laughs> Sean's least Be favorite list by far. I just didn't. I just didn't like her your argument. Sorry. What? Okay. What would you have said then? I I I think the movie itself rebukes that kind of reaction towards its ending, but that doesn't mean you're not valid for feeling how you felt when it ended. But you were just like fuck yes, and I'm like I don't think the movie gives you the space for that, but. That's a di- like we're not having an episode on promising women, so just put it okay. on the list. Bitch. Go, go ahead and put on seventeen. Who's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want to go. <laughs> uh, I feel the walls closing in. Nobody has my back this episode. This is freeing. Um, the apartment is number six. Uh, yeah, I we said enough about the apartment. Thank you. Okay, don't be like we gave you your scraps, creature. At number six, your scraps. <laughs> we said enough about the apartment here. I can't wait for you to bring La La Land. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun pick. I will take number 20. Or no, I'll take 19 if you want. But um, this is a this is my horror pick. This movie is grody. <laughs> And grungy and rough around the edges. But I think the one thing that it nails, other than a family dynamic, a really twisted family dynamic, is the power of the ending. Which is a little Bonnie and Clyde. It's a little Scarface. But it uh, the track, the needle drops on Freebird. And we have the Devil's Rejects driving to their death. And it's, I'm not a punk rock guy, but this feels like one of the most punk rock endings you could have in any film, let alone a horror film about three sickos. Um, And somehow you come away with maybe a little lump in your throat for these three idiots. (laughs) Um, But The Devil's Rejects does something that retroactively makes House of a Thousand Corpses a little better. And I think by the end of this movie, you feel for three people who you might have detested when the movie begins because they do some pretty awful stuff throughout the movie. But I think it's a really neat magic trick to get them on your side by the conclusion. I love a free bird needles drop, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You had him right there. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) You was like, oh. Um, So I'm not asking for much. I'll take 19. It might get vetoed later. But... um, it's a really memorable, really creatively unique choice in a movie that you might not have expected. I'm down. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Look at that. I'm, I'm not on Carmela's side right now. I saw that. I'll be honest. I haven't seen it, but you seem really happy. So I'm going to... Yay. <laughs> 19. Cool. I just, it's a fun ending. Just I, just watched, I just watched a, a, like 20 seconds of it and Freebird rules, dude. Freebirds are the best. <laughs> Guns ablaze. Yeah. Fist to the sky. They just drive straight into the police and they're just gunned down while Freebird plays. It's awesome. Okay. Um, it's time to get serious. I want to talk about endings that move you, rock you to your core, are painful, 
devastating. I don't think you can talk about that without bringing up atonement. It is not a satisfying ending by any means, but I remember sitting and watching the movie for the first time and the reveal that Kira Knightley and James McAvoy never got their happy ending, watching both of their deaths happen and fucking narcissistic evil briny. The interpretation is left up to, did she really want to give them their happy ending or did she just know that her book wouldn't be as satisfying and sell without a happy ending for her two main characters? It's a complicated family dynamic relationship centered on lies and deceit and an irresolution. And it just guts me. We have this you, this horrific reveal that these two main characters that we have grown to love so much didn't get their even tragic happy ending. They didn't get an ending together at all. And then to have the final beats of the movie be played out with these two characters, played by Keira Knightley and James McAvoy, just playing with each other on the beach and laughing and enjoying this life that they dreamed of together, knowing that they never got it, wrecks me. (laughs) It wrecks me every time. I would love for it to be uh, like 12. I don't mind the little block it's in. 11, 12, 13, 14. That's all open. Friends. Thoughts. This movie fucking pissed me off. Yeah. (laughs) Well. Yeah. That's an effective ending. It is, but. (laughs) I don't know. Do it. Do it if you're bad. Do it if you're bad. I feel like I'm talking too much this this episode, so. Nah, talk. No, you're not. Talk Talk your talk. All movies in some way manipulate you, but I feel like this one does it in a way that I don't care for. But maybe, I mean, to your point, maybe that's the point. point. I think that's the point of the main character, personally. Yeah, I just don't know how satisfying that is for me. I didn't say it was satisfying. I said it was moving. Hey. I said I wanted satisfying. I said satisfying. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be honest, I've never finished this movie. Oh, no, I'm so sad I spoiled it. Oh, no, no, it's girl, it's fine. I've had plenty (laughs) of opportunities. There there was a point in time where I just hated period pieces, like like this and Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, but that that specific moment in time. Yeah. I just never gave it a chance. I've seen like a good half and then I'm like, no, I can't get into it. And I do want to finish it. I do want to see it now that I'm I'm grown or whatever. But the point that you made and the pitch that you made about it being, yeah, this devastating ending, it, there's something to that. There's something about a movie not having their two main characters or like the love interests be together that fucks with me deeply. Because I am that like classic rom com girl where I'm like, no, they gotta be together. And it's, when they don't, a, ugh, bitch. I think it's especially effective because we are given it to an extent 
it is mm. then taken away and then we get a like one more little glimpse of it as like this is what could have been this is this is what they should have had and it is it's just heartbreaking it's devastating i'll move down to 14 it's the lowest possible spot sure i'm okay with 14 Rashawn, you've got all your powers Melly, you got all your powers i'm fitting in it i'm not fitting <laughs> i like 14 i like 14 oh mel no. I know, I know. And I watched um, Pride and Prejudice, late as hell too, and I fucking loved it. This movie, like, listen, I'm not saying this is like, this movie is hard to watch. It's, mm. it's, it's not satisfying. It's a gut punch all the way through. But I think it's really well done. This won't be long. I'm going to use my power. I'm going to use my auto placement because I need this to be in the top 10. Can't be in the top four. So I'm going to say auto placement eight. This movie, my thing that I said at the top of the episode, uh, I want a satisfying ending. And of all the movies on my list, to me, for me, this is the most satisfying. And a lot of these endings, this won't take long. Talks for five minutes. A lot of these endings, (laughs) a lot of these endings are like, you know, we're pushing our our self-imposed 15 minute rule with them. But this one, Yes, all of the 15 minutes of the ending is good, but the, the key to this ending's greatness is in one line, and that line is improvised, no less, and it's, son of a bitch stole my line. So at eight, I would request Lacey's cosign to autoplace Goodwill Hunting. Cosign, bitch! That ending is so good. Will's getting out of there. He's escaping the cycle. And then I'm going to go see about a girl. Close up to Robin Williams. Perfect line delivery. Son of a bitch stole my line. Dude, it's perfect, man. (laughs) That's a satisfying ending, man. Oh, it's so good. Cosine. Thank you. Eight it goes. Eight it goes. The moment we've all been waiting for. Uh, La La Land. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we could really just take Lacey's pitch from a tournament for La La Land. It is not the most satisfying no, so. ending. Use your own pitch. But um, <laughs> it is so heartbreaking. It's so fucking sad. There still is something about it that makes you feel okay at the end because these characters got what they wanted. They both came together at a certain point in life. It was a a reason and th- they fell in love and then they got their career started. They Emma Stone went off and had a family. She's a star now. Sebastian Ryan Gosling, he started his club. He's doing exactly what he wanted and they both come together at the end we'll talk about cinematography it's lit beautifully they don't share any lines they share one single look and then it's an instant it's not even a flashback it's a flash forward as to what they could have been and like I said before I'm a hopeless romantic when it comes to movies and you want that for them but then when it comes back to reality you see that she's like so happy with her current husband and he's so happy playing on his piano in his club. They got what they wanted. 
and it's still so heartbreaking, but so perfect. So I'm going to put this. You um, are. I'm going to put this. Ooh. <laughs> uh, number 11. So Mel. Yes. My initial dislike for La La Land was very well documented in the first year or so of our podcast. Right. We rewatched it. A lot of my opinions changed. Genuinely, I think seeing Babylon helped me change my opinion on La La Land a little bit, except for the ending. I re like deeply, deeply dislike this ending so much so that I'm I'm willing to veto it. You want them to stay together in the end? I think they could stay together. I think it it, it shows that uh, if Emma Stone's having these fantasy she's not as happy in her marriage as you say she is i think uh, i forgot about this conversation yeah this is my thoughts on this ending are well documented i think it i, I think it it's a bad ending i don't think it's bad i i dislike it it's not de- ideal deeply i very much forgot about this to the point <clears throat> where i think it betrays the characters it's not just like it doesn't make me feel good i think <laughs> it betrays the characters a little bit but that's the point. It's huh? it's it's heart wrenching. Like it, it, I think a part of it is we don't want to see this. We want these characters that we've fallen in love with together and individually come together, be together, have this happy life together. But that's just not always reality. But but this movie kind of chickens out and gives us both. It shows. It shows both. What if they stay together? And then what if they didn't? And it's like, choose, decide. One or the other. I mean, Atonement does that as well. Yeah. Like I said at the top. But the two characters don't have a choice. And these two characters have a choice. And if they chose to be together, that's one thing. If they chose not to be together, that's one thing. Josh's and my issue was that they don't choose either they fantasizing about your ex when you're with somebody else but i mean she definitely chose she's married with kids like she she made a decision yeah but she's fantasizing about someone else well we're in a we're in a fantasy we're in a musical yeah and i don't know if it's so much fantasy it's just like what if right like i don't think she's sitting there being like man, I miss the way things used to be. I think it's just like, holy shit, I haven't seen this guy that I loved for a short moment in time because we find out that it was only one year that they were together. And I'm sitting here now, we both are in completely different points in our lives. What would have happened if I would have stayed here? What would that five years look like later if I was with Sebi versus... This yeah, I don't, man. I don't, I don't think that ending is a suggestion of infidelity. I really don't. I, I think it's like Mela said. They, they sit on the bench in the hills and they say, "I'm always gonna love you. I'm always gonna love you too." And I, I don't think that negates her marriage to that thing you do. What's his name? Tom Everett Scott. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's just in this movie they were our they were our relationship and and we we just like them think about what would have happened if the movie went left instead of right i I don't think she's sitting there wishing like when my husband's not looking i'm gonna call you 
Mm. I think that's a I think that's a different movie. Okay, well, to move forward, so we don't just <laughs> have a verbatim di- <laughs> rediscussion of our La La Land episode. If you want us to hear us more into it, go listen to that. But I, I can't, I can't have it at eleven, twelve, thirteen. I don't know if we want to switch some around, veto other ones, but uh, my, my. So we'll my, have it at two. My hands hovering over the big red <laughs> button right now. Mella, Rashawn. We've been at odds this episode. <clears throat> we have. It's not usual, but we have. I know. Well, if someone would not be so rude to someone else, then maybe we'd be fine. With a special mention to the Umbrellas of Cherbourg, which was one of my choices. I don't want to say La La Land steals, because I think Chazelle is very much aware of this movie. These are two identical endings that do very identical things. So in the spirit of that, because I don't think my choice would make it on at all, if you would use your power, I will close up. Um, okay. I'll auto-place at 13. Well, go for nine, girl, if you're going to use the power. No! She said she's 13! Being, she's being diplomatic. Don't be diplomatic. You have a power. Use it. Fuck. All right, nine. Editing Rashawn, play <laughs> Backstreet's Back. <laughs> Editing Rashawn, play Deception, Disgrace, Evil, as clear as the scar on his face from Simba's... Correct. But Lacey singing it. Yeah. Why is our deception worse than yours? What's what ours? deception? Using your power, clearly. Because your power was uh, to prevent a veto. No, Say he you're wanted gonna it veto. on the list. Wait, okay. I wanted one on the list. La La Land. I didn't, but I don't think you would vote for Umbrellas if I brought, if I brought it. You wouldn't. Correct. No. Correct, yeah. That would have been torpedoed. Nah, you don't know. Rashawn's a good arguer. He is. God damn it. Just, I'm sure there are so many compilations, side-by-sides. If you're on YouTube, just It's a La good side-by-side. La La Land and Umbrellas, and it's it's great. It's great. Whoever made that video, it's perfect. Chis- Chiselle did a job. And just watch that movie by itself. It's a great Christmas movie. It's kind of sad. It's very interesting. I'm not accusing Chazelle of this because many movies do this, but it's an interesting conversation of what's the line between homage and ripoff. You know what I mean? Is it just quality? But I mean, the whole movie, the color palettes, the relationships, yeah. the professions, I think it, it was a very clear homage. Yeah, and I'm not saying it was a ripoff because I haven't seen it and, you know, whatever. It's just a very interesting conversation where when does that switch happen? Is that another episode, Josh? Oh my god! Two. Damn. Two for two. Wow. Alright, Rochelle. Oh, bother. <laughs> In the yellow? Aww. In the Winnie the Pooh yellow? No pants. No bottom. No pants. <laughs> Stand up, uh, let me see. Let me see. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go for the top. I'm going Ooh. for the top on my next one, too, so here we go. I I feel like I know I'm gonna you write might... it down, and if it's right, I'm just laughing myself. Okay, yeah, whatever. It's one of the best endings of all time. One of the best best picture winners of all time. Nihilism, baby. No country for old men. Oh shit. Okay. It is uh, bleak. It is disorienting. You think this movie is about one thing and one person, and when they're gone. Almost halfway through the movie, the gears switch and you realize you're watching a story that influences 
someone else. And Tommy Lee Jones has this incredible monologue in the final 10 minutes about the dreams that he's had, one about his father, and then another about this completely changing world around him. And you literally realize that there is no country for old men. And he sits with his thoughts, and the movie cuts to black. And it is, I I think, maybe a little infuriating, because the movie zigs and zags so many times, but also it gives you so much meat on the bone to sit with afterward and kind of think about. It's dynamite. I don't know. It's just really, really good. So I'm going to, because no one's done it, I'm just going to go for number one. Selfishly, I wanted it too, because I want my next one to be at number one. But... Holy shit. I, for some reason, refuse to see this movie. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I haven't seen it either. Um, but the, I don't want, you know, I don't want that to be a reason to not be a number one. Sure, right. Sure, so sure. I'm not really, I'll take the back seat. Well, now what? Now it's just me and Rashawn. I don't want it to be number one. If two of what us haven't seen it. What if it's number two? Why? Because two of us haven't seen it. Well, you've it's had 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, I'm saying my thing is it can be at number one if that's the fam vote. But I just I'm not going to. For the length of our friendship, I have been trying to get this girl. I to know, watch bitch. This movie. I just. She I might. You might. Cool. It's the sand. <laughs> it's always it's the all sand. the old men. A bunch of a bunch of. A bunch of psychiatrists reviewed a bunch of movie villains and and determined that No Country for Old Men has the most psychotic movie villain of all time. Two. 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 I'm going to be real pissed at one when Lacey's happy about it. What if it's Babe again? It's Babe. (laughs) (laughs) That'll do, pig. That is a good ending. It's a great ending. It's a happy ending. I think I know what you think I'm bringing for one, and it's not that. I have no idea. I wrote two actually, but we'll okay. see. Um, we have two. We have two votes for two. One vote for one, and another vote for no contest. So, who's no contest? No. Yeah. If you had to pick between one and two, why do you always do this? <laughs> <laughs> because didn't I just say I was going to take? The I just helped seat? you keep La La Land on the list. <laughs> so dirty. Huck. You just La La yelled at Lacey La La for pulling La La that same tactic. You I just yelled at Lacey for pulling that same thing with me. Well, it worked, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> Bitter Betty. Bitter Betty. Mel? Girl, look at me. Put it at number one, Mel. You're going to watch it this week when I get home, and you're going to be like, God damn, I made a good choice right there. I just don't. I just. You haven't seen it. We can't have a number one on the list where half of the podcast hasn't seen it. Why? Because <laughs> it's our I list. I can't put my name on it. Yeah, you can. Two. Number two. Mel, what's the think, difference between one and two? Well, one might be something we've all seen, and we Period. can all but be like. One might be something we've all seen, but don't all like. Then at we'll least now, there's no negative connotations against it. Well, I'm just saying, number one, uh-huh. hopefully we've all seen it. And when it's mentioned, we're all like, yes. Or it's mentioned and we're all like, two of us, maybe one of us in an orange hoodie is like, come the fuck on. That's who's, yellow. Who's, who's I'm, hold on, orange? you think your sweatshirt's orange? 
See, I'm colorblind. Help me out, guys. <laughs> you guys are wearing the same color. <laughs> See? Oh, my God. Christmas miracle. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We are never going to find as uh, a knockout 10 out of 10 consensus number one as we did with Babe. That that <laughs> meteor, that shooting star has passed the earth. So let we me, have to let me with read this. some of our number ones. <laughs> yeah, Four okay. Titans. Number one, Michael Myers. Michael Myers. From Rashawn. Movie oh, quotes. Sh- that'll do, pig. That'll do. From Rashawn. From Rashawn. Okay. <laughs> you did this. I do. I see it coming. Movie openings. <laughs> Scream. From Josh. Josh. Co signed by Rashawn. No, it wasn't. There's no co signing on top. Number one. And that's all the list I have because I didn't do this the spreadsheets until later. Okay, but Mel, we gotta move on, Mel. I gotta Decide. do. T- I gotta do two. Two. Three I gotta votes do for two. two. Absolutely horseshit. All, if she I'm, hasn't, if she hasn't seen it, then why are you guys pressing her for her vote? Then why are you pressing her for you her vote? You pressed me for my vote, and I when I specifically said I'm in the fucking backseat, and you're like one or two, Mel. <laughs> Well, well you should have said you should have said, said one. This zipper. is gonna come back. You want to veto La La Land? Who wants to veto La La Land? No, it's too late. I, don't, I think it's veto proof, isn't it? If it's placed, yep, whatever. It's out of place. I think we decided that. Decided that like in the first one. Well, I'm changing proof. the rules as a producer. <laughs> <laughs> I auto placed it. I can veto it as well. <laughs> it's just completely cut out of the episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's just no nobody. Yeah, nobody mentioned yeah. La La Land. Doing a re- a, re- a recall. Uh, number eight, Goodwill Hunting. Number ten, Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> number eleven. No, it's a, a large pause. <laughs> and then number ten. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, and it's not fully booking so number eight goodwill hunting num- <laughs> and number 10 avengers <laughs> horrible editing lacy your turn um i would also like to submit for number one what oh Be- betrayal i was gonna submit for the motive one. comes becomes clear um honestly i think this should be top four top three but number one, I know we've all seen it. Oh, God, I think we've all seen it. Parasite, Bong Joon-ho. Okay. I was not expecting that. The ending? <laughs> the ending. The, ending, the ending's fucking crazy. The ending goes from our little honey coming up the stairs with a bloody face reaping his revenge on the birthday party. The wealthy father having the same reaction to the man from downstairs with the stench that he did to our protagonist's father and the father finally reaping his own revenge on the wealthy father. We get this big, bloody, uncomfortable sequence that is Horrible, but also somewhat vindicating and emotionally disturbing. And then we have an epilogue with the son that implies that his own father has taken the place of the man downstairs. And we we find the son back in his squalor home 
envisioning the day where he can, where he becomes a wealthy man, he buys this house and he's able to let his father walk out of the basement for free. It's complicated. It's devastating. It's satisfying. It's moving. Mm. I'm, uh, I'm going to leave it to you three. Not number one. Okay. I think that's a lot of that's a lot of legwork to get to the actual ending. What do you mean? I think that party that's like a good 20 25 minutes from the birthday party. I think if we're just taking the ending, which is the letter writing and Song Kong Ho being in the basement it is not as lengthy as what you gave your choice. IMO. IMO. I think it's a it's a mouthful for the ending. Fine, because I didn't go on and watch out. 20 minutes, but the actual birthday party scene is only five to six minutes. So I bet it, I bet it clocks within that 15. Selfishly, I want to say three just because I, I want a gun for number one, but me continuing to do this is almost assuring that no one's going to have my back for the number one pick. So <laughs> who knows? You don't know. You don't know. I don't um, know. Four, three, the... three. This, I, this I, movie is a masterpiece. I I don't know if the ending registers for me at all in this yeah. list. Like when you said it, I was like, ooh. But then the ending, yeah. It, it, it's a good... I think <laughs> that the last thing I'll say about it is I think the message of the ending is how cyclical and and sick our our world and our environments are it's all cyclical and Mm -hmm. how one person views another is how another person is viewing them and uh, uh, whatever whatever (laughs) sorry i'm sorry this i I, in never in a million years would i've thought that that was going to come out of your mouth but I mean, I want it high, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Do you want to auto place it at eleven? Sure. I I'm I, sorry. I'm sorry. I, I would put it at three or four, but yeah, I'll auto place at eleven. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did not see this coming at all. I, I I yeah. I don't know. I I, think I was. We... I have not like. I walk away from most movies feeling the way Josh does, I think. I think we've talked about, I think I'm one of the easiest movie pleasers to go see a movie with where I'm just like, yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was fine. It it takes a lot to rock me and like really sit with me. And I, Parasite was one movie that, yes, it ha- it's an overall, like the movie as a whole is a masterpiece, obviously, but... I remember the ending and just feeling completely gutted and I just, like the ending really sat with me. So I'm just happy to have it on the list. I thought I I didn't realize I was so alone in it, but You're not you're not alone in how you feel. 11 is great. But number 2 No Country that. for Old Men that two people haven't seen. That's not fair. It's not fair, but I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I know, and I did not think I was ready to fight you, but Paris, I, I feel like we're getting into discussing the themes of the entire movie, which the ending 
amplifies, but it doesn't like nudge in my brain like most like our top ten so far it does. I don't know. Maybe Mella disagrees. I don't know. No, no I uh, auto placed it. I feel like when she said parasite, I was like, oh shit, unexpected. But then immediately my mind went to wait, what happens in the end? And then of course as she started describing it, I was like, okay, okay, okay. It is it's it's a good ending. I think the whole movie is just like obviously fantastic. But I'm not for one. I would say she's, four or eleven. She's proposing an auto placement at all. I'll just place it at eleven. I'm good with eleven. I mean, yeah, you don't. I, I'm good with eleven if you don't even want to use your power. So, yeah, I would say save the power for what? There's no, four more spots. Yeah, just, it's fine. Just well, there's, there's auto place it. One, three, four what? left, and I think you should. You can't auto place at one, three, four. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but auto placing makes it veto proof, so I'll co-sign an auto placement. Okay. There you go. There you go. Okay. What? There you go, because it's veto-proof. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't win. No. I, that's not even my... No, you can't. My I... submission for number one overall... <laughs> I'm so tired! ...is... This is an ending. It's the very last moment. It's the very last scene. It changes... It turns the movie on its head. It, it, this changes the entire movie. It, it rewards an immediate rewatch. I think... Past Mel may be a snore zone from it, but I don't care. This is a classic for a reason. It has the twist. It has the acting. It has the score. It has everything all at once. My submission is The Usual Suspects. The Kaiser Soze twist at the very end of the film. Three. Um, I don't want it at number one. No. Three. Four. It is a great it's, twist. It's an iconic it's twist. Just, yeah, it's just like, yeah, of course. It's one of those. So we're not putting it up there because it's boring? No, no. I think it's... Yes. A- <laughs> Michael Myers was number one in our horror titans. <laughs> because nobody would let me put Chucky up there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's, a great, it's a great twist. Yeah. <laughs> Lacey, you go. I don't know. I can't. I can't do a one for it. Three, four, three. Lacey, three. It's Kaiser Soze. Mel, do you know this movie? No. Oh my god. Spoiler. No. Lacey. It's also a one-two punch with Spacey and Singer. Yeah. That yeah. Hurts that's <clears throat> It's not. It's about the writing, though. It's not a. This one's about the writing. It's not about the performance. That's a twist coming from you. (laughs) (laughs) Three, Lacey. Josh, it's four is your lucky number. Four is four is you. Four is your number. You had a signed Usual Suspects poster in your house. My parents had a signed (laughs) Usual Suspects poster. Yeah, I was like, that does not seem like a Lacey movie at all. I can't believe. I I feel like. If I can try not to be offensive, I feel like you're better than this. 
No, he than loves this, it. He loves than this choice. Ending. No, I know, but it. I when I think oh, okay. of Josh, we're, we're, I think we're, of we're lists. veering into dangerous Kirby meme. Liking popular, unliking popular things does not make you an interesting person. Our list can have classics on it. It's okay. It already does have classics on it. That's not what I'm arguing. I'm just saying when you come to these showdowns, you bring things that are very Josh. I've never heard you mention the usual suspects. It's got That's all I'm saying. Spacey in it. Well, then why bring it? Because it's fucking the, one of the most iconic twists of all time. If you were like the this is Groundhog the Day number, number one, one, I'd be like, go ahead, Josh. <laughs> ooh, ooh. What did you say? Hold on, hold Groundhog on. Groundhog Day. Hold on. Oh, <laughs> I would, I would fight it, but I'd be like, yep. That's Josh better. Four then. Four. I th- I think that's a great place. Like Four it's still good. top five. It's on my list to watch. You guys are gonna fuck around, and we're gonna get to number one, and I'm gonna have the last pick. Just letting y'all know. <laughs> that was not one of the two I wrote down, but I'll hold on to it just in case it's. I think uh, the one of the ones you wrote down is my uh, first off the bench. I have a feeling. Have we done the movie on the pod? Uh, no comment. Okay, yeah. I think I know what you wrote down. Um, All right, final four. Four places left on the list. All eight vetoes are in play. <laughs> <laughs> ah, damn. Number one, number three, number 12, and number 13 are all open, and I have an auto placement left. Great. Mella, you're up. I'm going to go for number 13, Oscar award-winning flick this is the ending of black swan it's got my girl not port <laughs> i don't know what that is carmella <laughs> i'm afraid yeah <laughs> higher i don't know i couldn't read the room for this one i know rashawn loves it but babe then... okay okay move it up carmella move it up don't go too far I could go for 12 or 3. Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I'll shoot for 3. <laughs> but, um... I think she's saying number 1. Oh. Okay. Josh is not going to let that. I know, I'm like, I... <laughs> I'd hear I 3. I would, I would use my power for great. 1. I would hear 3. I would actually love 12. I'll hear an argument for 3. I will actively veto 1. That's where I stand. <laughs> Three. Okay. I you two don't. have the number ones all the time. Because I really, I think Black Swan is hella deserving of, of number one. I just didn't think it would ever pass in this room. Now that I'm thinking about it, that's a good ending. It's a great ending. It's all 15 minutes uh, of it. I, I don't care that I always get number one. I like. I know. <laughs> I well, know. Of course. Uh, You're not gonna shame me. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no one's gonna argue that. <laughs> you always get number one. I know. Thank you. Congratulations <laughs> to me. Will not. Will not congratulate you for that. Uh, no. But I mean, Black Swan is. Yeah. It's the first movie I ever saw with Carmela. Oh, it's a good ending. I mean, she says, I was perfect. And maybe it I, was perfect. Maybe I can hear an argument for one. Oh, my God. I'm thinking I'm back. I'm fucking stunned. Because when you said it, I'm just picturing just the moment on the ground. But like, That's all you need? The fifth, no, but I'm saying the 15 minutes leading into it, 
Swan Lake is watching her spiral, yeah. watching her maybe murder Unravel. Mila Kunis. Like Black Swan at number one is what I'm hearing. I'm I'm giving in a little bit. Swan I'm not is... just because I'm me, and I just need to be a little difficult. <laughs> You fucking love this movie. Like I'm I think of kidding. Black Swan and I think of you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. is it? Because wait, is it? Well, Josh, because... don't, don't. You don't. You don't have the card for it. Because he's beautiful like a swan. That's exactly. There you go. It. That very nice. That's, That's exactly it. It wasn't a good save, but it was a save. It's a swerve. I'll give it to you. It's a swerve. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not know that, but sure. Uh, yeah. you know what? Yeah, I'm down with Black Swan at one. Oh, mm. what a Eddie fucking Rashawn. victory! Play the entirety of Swan Lake. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't love it over No Country, atop No Country, but uh, it really burns my grits that you guys haven't seen that movie. I'm sorry. Bring it to the pod. I'll bring so it. So we all have to watch it. That's a boy movie. Up top of Sean. Yay! I'm still fighting for three, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I don't think I'm going to get number three. Because apparently I win too much. Sorry. I wonder if Michael Jordan has to deal with this. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I sh- you know what? This is what this is what Simone Biles feels like. So this I is get what it Kobe now. felt like. <laughs> Just get winning it now. nonstop. Um my last possibly last choice for number twelve or thirteen even though I think this could be number three, is Invasion of the Body Snatchers. (laughs) (laughs) The silence. silence. A deafening silence met with the three politest smiles you've ever seen. (laughs) And the biggest shrug. (laughs) That was a... Good luck. Whoa. I'm you're gonna need it. I don't <laughs> This is this is Michael Jordan coming back to play on the Wizards. <laughs> this is Michael Jordan <laughs> coming back playing, to play playing baseball. baseball. <laughs> <laughs> um this is uh, the 1978 remake <laughs> by Philip Kaufman, uh starring Donald Sutherland, one of the most terrifying final images. You've probably seen it used as a meme at this point. Um, the the bad guys win in the end. And um, when someone, a character goes to call out for Matthew, Donald Sutherland's character, he raises his arms, his eyes widen, and he lets out this horrible high-pitched scream that lets you know that the invasion has taken control and uh the end is near for everybody um has anyone seen the thing because <laughs> that's my other choice <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, you can't put it in a second choice. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I would say for for thirteen, I'll take Invasion of the Body Snatchers. But um, if, if if no one has any objections or vetoes, <laughs> okay. uh, I don't. You just want to? You're happy with putting it on? No veto? Yeah, I can put it on thirteen. I mean, I'll put it on. I, I, I think I've seen it. I've definitely seen the thing. I think you've I've seen. seen you've definitely seen the image of of Donald Sutherland. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. You know what? Um, yeah, you've been through enough for Sean. Thirteen's okay. I mean, we all dug the faculty, and this is like. This the, is a riff on that. Yeah. The riff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Cool. Uh, <laughs> moving on. This one's... 12 or 3, Lacey. This, no, I'm, I'm going... This one's for me, and I think I know what you're going to bring for 3, and I'm good with it. I saw this movie nine times in theaters. Holy it's, shit. It started a an enormous franchise, one of the most iconic characters of all time. I... Love this ending, the ending of Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Ooh. Jack Sparrow gets, finally gets to uh, captain his ship. He barks some orders to his crew that is readily waiting to sail the seven seas. And he delivers the line now bring me that horizon and he sings the pirates of the caribbean song drink up me hearties yo ho and it ends with the boom of the score of he's a pirate Mm. from the Mm. movies i love it so much i love that movie so much i love that ending it leaves you feeling invigorated excited satisfied I think 12 is perfect. I'd be very happy at 12. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like 12. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 No, it's it's a like a funky personal choice and I really I really like it. I love it. Good, 12. Black girl. When that when those pirates movies came out, baby, there oh was God. something in the air. You there was something. could not, t- like, that movie, still to this day, I love so turning that movie on. I think it's very well done. I think it's so very yeah. well done. Yeah. Gore Verbinski is dope. And the music, he's a pirate. Put that My on favorite. and I'm going to lift yeah. a car. Like- Dude, it's crazy. <laughs> That's like the best so, orchestral so original so song. Good. Dude. <laughs> Okay. Number three. Shrek. Dude. Period. (laughs) Fuck yeah. From the wedding (laughs) to the whole to to the entire cast singing I'm a believer. No. Dude. Yes, dude. (laughs) And your song play I'm a believer. Shrek. No. I had no idea this was No. Number three. Yes. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) To quote Josh, I hate this list. (laughs) (laughs) 
believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Dude, the joy that that ending has to see all the characters uh, hear Eddie Murphy just blowing. Like, it's so fun. It, endorphins are flying. The brain is tickling. Come on, dude. Shrek. Number three. Number three's got me fucked up a little. What do we do then? Do we swap it? Swap it about time? We veto it. No, because it's still in the top ten. You don't want Shrek in the top ten? No. What if I said Shrek 2? I need it. it. I'm looking out for a hero. No, no. That's not the end. I know. That's like 30 minutes in. Or 30 minutes left. Mel, talk to me. What's going on? What are you feeling? I... (laughs) I don't know about top 10. You don't know about top 10? I'm we not just a... have to have stuffy dramas in the top 10? No, no. But Follow-up I... Stuffy. Yeah. This or about time. time. Seven. Lo- Avengers Infinity War. Infinity War is... Well, that's why I got it at number what 10. What about so 11? Get... <laughs> <laughs> you want to switch it? I'm just saying... Don't. Parasite don't doesn't do look so bad no, at the, in the auto, top anymore, does it, you guys? No, it still does. Auto placements cannot move. They can't. Whatever. Um, what, it, Lacey? Pirates. I would be so down to switch. Pirates no, at three, Shrek at 12. No, thank you. Oh my God. Hmm. Ah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. That's a good switch. That's a fair switch. It gets no. it gets Shrek out of the top ten. It gets a funky fun choice up in the top three, top five. No. Oh my god, Carmilla <laughs> saying no. Rashawn saying no. I. That's not majority. Here's the thing. I if I veto this, I don't think I have a choice for number three. Rashawn thinks he does. It's the thing. That We're we just going to keep torpedoing answers because no one thinks uh, no one's going to be happy with three being the last choice. I have a choice. I don't think it'll fly. But see what I mean? What about pirates? We all it reacted positively to pirates being number three. No, Is there anything else? Yeah, we we did. Me? Well, no, we reacted positively. Any, anything else here on, on this list, list to not not be number three that you would think is number three? Yeah, this is the end. Josh. No, no. Josh, pick your battles. I think this pick is the battles. end, and it being the end of the mo- the list is, like, perfect. Uh, honestly, maybe seven, okay? Maybe seven. But that makes Shrek at number seven. So, now what? <laughs> I could pick uh... I could pick my number six choice, but that's, that's breaking the rules if I introduce a different movie. No, make them do it. Make them veto Shrek. Veto Shrek. What's your sixth choice? No. We won't you can't find tell out. Us. We won't find out unless there's three I'm more vetoes. I'm going to use my veto on Shrek. <gasps> That's if you will co-sign. Crazy. I'll co-sign. That's I w- I want to say let them have it, dude. I want to be clear that if you would have brought this earlier. I tried to I tried to move it around. I tried to put it somewhere else. I tried to trade places with it. No I one, might have. No one was I giving might in. Have no one was giving in. I tried to move it around. It seems like you guys are ready to veto it from the jump because no one wanted to swap places with it. So I tried. I tried. You did. 
You did. Coming at number three is just a little tough. And and this is me going next and saying I don't I wouldn't shoot this at number three. I would probably shoot it past ten. This is a Jordan Peele movie. I think all of his endings are some of the best parts of the movie. They have everyone out of the theater talking, googling websites as to what they mean. So I had a hard time figuring out which one I wanted, and I chose Nope, the latest. Mm. We've talked about it before, how the whole their whole plan is basically like the end of the movie. We have Emerald on her ninja bike riding into the dust into Jupiter's claim, waiting to see Daniel Kaluuya come out of that either monster or coming out of the dust, and he does so. I rewatched this again for the first time as like, there's like the, th- the fan theory that he's actually dead and what she's seeing is a mirage of him. And it was really interesting to see it as so. And I think that's like a testament to Jordan Peele's work is that there are so many different ways you can look at his film. And I guess that, that is why I had a hard time choosing between Get Out Us and Nope. But I think Nope is just a sick fucking ending. So again, I don't know if it's going to make three, but I think it's definitely deserving to be on the list. I thought Shrek was deserving to be on the list. So now what? <laughs> he's, he's out for blood. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The knives are sharp. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I... I... I like this at, at number three, but I know that's a it's a tough battle. Um, Black man on a horse. It's the first. Black man on a horse. It's a it's a really good payoff for the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie. Hoping you'd yeah. say any of his other movies because I would have much more comfortably vetoed the other ones because this is my favorite Peel ending. Mm-hmm. I knew what I was doing. Fucking hell, man! Please. <laughs> if you're not veto it you're the not. quietest she's ever been on the mic <laughs> no because I think it's a really great ending I think it should be on the list it could be three um Rashawn what's up <laughs> will you veto Chicago with me wait so are we putting nope on the list yes nope of course, fuck, of course we're putting nope on the list yeah we don't have we don't have to put nope on the list if you I no, it's, no, it's a I, great ending. I love that ending. It's a great okay. ending. Don't feel like you're like forced to put it on. Uh what is your I what, I do I get to replace it or do we have to go down the line? Oh, go to you just, next. This is just would, a veto. Huh? Yeah. I will co sign Chicago. Uh, haters. I don't, I don't think yeah. I have a good replacement, but we'll see. I'm hoping it gets vetoed so I can put mine in on a 16. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it probably will. I had a lot of thoughts about this choice and this genre, um, but this is one that I really wanted to put on another list, on another episode. I don't think it made it through. Um, so I would like to submit the ending to Disney's Pocahontas. 
Um, <laughs> the faces. The faces. I just, you said Disney's and gun to my head. He loves Pocahontas, you guys. Pocahontas would have been maybe the 30th thing out of my mouth. I know. But <laughs> yeah. how many times can I talk about the Lion King and have it vetoed off the fucking episode? Not the list. The episode. I'd also like it. Just <laughs> I would like to be on the record that I also brought the Lion King. Are you talking about the wave, Rashawn? Poka's wave. The wave. The score. Farewell the by Stephen Schwartz. Her running to catch the boat. Mm. It's it's wordless. It's the music is one of the best pieces of of score ever written. It's deceptively mature for a Disney movie. Not historically accurate, but we don't have to talk about that. Um, <laughs> That's fine. We couldn't do that on Disney. But this, I, I, you know how much I love The Lion King. It's documented, but I, I think this is up there for one of the best conclusions Disney has ever put together. And it just, it lands. It, it, it's in line with the themes of the movie, the relationship. It's, it's true to her character. She's staying with her family. She's choosing herself. It shows young girls that they don't have to follow a man to go get dysentery and die in England. That's all. It's 16, but if you want to veto it, that's okay too. I don't think I have a number three or a great choice, but I'm just slotting it in there. See, what do you think? The pitches are just good. The pitches are good. I like my choice better but i will be alone so the veto it and see what happens the veto if you veto it, the choice goes to you so it is your it's your turn police are coming Lace. answer quick what the hell is going on out there <laughs> they're coming to get me laced <laughs> hurry <laughs> i don't want to be in charge josh you're you not see? talking you're putting it on me yeah because i'm i would have to use my punishment veto if i use it I'm not going to get anyone on my side if I veto this. You don't know that. I'm not. You might get, you might get me. I won't. Mm. I'm alone. Why not? John Snow it. Let's see. Fuck it. Okay, fine. I veto Pocahontas. Go side. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a good ending, though. Rashawn. It's okay. Rashawn is the only one with a healthy veto left, and it, you can use it. I just want to talk about the ending because i like it a lot if we want to talk about mature endings for animation i would like to submit the corpse bride i know i'm alone i can't look at you all (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were reading something but no i can't look at you but i want to talk about it because i watched the final 15 minutes today and it's such a great culmination of the whole movie. All of the dead come up and meet the living at the horror, horrible reception of the human wedding between Emily and the Count. Or, sorry, not Emily, Victoria and the Count. We get to see the reunion between the dead and the living, which are really heartwarming moments between a little boy and his skeletal grandpa, a, a skeletal... Clark Gable reuniting with his old lady and kissing. Um, And then we get to see the cowardice of the Count finally pay off. And he gets this really sick, twisted, poisoned death. He gets the 
revenge of all the dead, taking him back down to the underworld. And with all that comes the peace and the release for Emily, our corpse bride. And she is able to move on from Victor, give him his life and his love with Victoria. And she is finally at rest and she transforms into this beautiful swarm of blue butterflies, which is one of the first images we see at the beginning of the film. It's all cyclical. I like, I like that. And it's gorgeous animation. So go ahead, Rashawn. He's gonna he's gonna make me use mine. Now are you gonna use hers, John? I like this one. You don't have to veto this. You like this one? I like corpse bread. Yeah, I do like this one. Yeah, it's fun. You could do Mm -hmm. it. I vetoed your. No, I didn't. No, you didn't. Yes, yes, you did. No, I didn't. She did. She did. No, I didn't. You just you just did. His? Yeah. I didn't veto Josh. You vetoed Josh's. No, I we vetoed Shrek. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. <no. laughs> we was crazy for that one. <laughs> Here's my concern. <laughs> that if I use my power against Rashawn uh-huh. on either Body Snatchers or Devil's Rejects, because it's a second veto... I'm, he's going to be able to fuck with me in a later episode, and I don't want to give him that power. I'd rather give it to Lacey. I will just say we don't know what that is. Though. I will plead with you to not touch the Devil's Reject. If you want to veto Invasion, that's I'll what be, I was leaning. I'll towards. be mad, but I'll be less mad. That's what I was leaning towards. Please don't touch the Devil's Reject. You know I love a good needle drop. I just don't want to. I don't want to owe Rashawn a favor in a later episode. Why not? Mm-hmm. Because I, I can almost guarantee that the second veto comes at the cost of whoever I used it against having an advantage against me later. Fuck it. I'm going to use my second veto on Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Mel? Wait, so wait, we have to finish Lacey's choice. Are we... Yeah. Corpse Bride is going in at 16. Yeah. Sure. Yes. You got it, Lacey. That's Why very, aren't you celebrating? It's very nice. <laughs> I'm Mel? sorry I talk so much. Um, you're asking for my cosign? Yeah. Uh, body snatchers veto? Sure. Uh, I mean, Mela, why? I'm Just? Inter- I'm interested to see what's up next. <laughs> He's like Shrek 2. <laughs> I was going to say... <laughs> I might, I might, I might pivot. I'm I'm not going to do this, but Rashawn was Inception one of the things you thought I was going to bring. It's not. So for my my uh choice for number 13 is the fucking Catalina wine mixer from Step Brothers. Whoa. From about the time uh Will Ferrell and John C. Riley take the stage to play their song the end of the movie is about 12 minutes so my final offer at 13 <laughs> is Step Brothers, <laughs> the fucking catalina wine mixer bitch mm. <laughs> whatever low-key low happy that it's not inception <laughs> I, I had i was feeling the vibe that inception might flop so i had to pivot real quick <laughs> No, I had a plan for it, but I wasn't going to do that. 
Rashawn, you can you have a free veto. It goes back you, to Mel. You do. I do, but it doesn't go back to me, so it doesn't even matter. Well, um, you could. Um, what if what happens if we are done with our list? If we what? We don't have any more choices. <laughs> 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 she said okay, yeah, what, if we're done? what if we're done I have like one more but it was kind of like my ha- I think Lacey vibes with this pick so you would have to be Rashawn's co-sign so it would come down to you and you'd be on the spot to think of something else well, I-, I have one more written down it was just kind of like so it's all, it's up to y'all last chance uh, yeah it's like it, me vetoing it does, I don't get my choice so Unless someone double vetoes Mel's choice. And then it goes to you. And then it would go to you. It would have to be one of you two because I'm done. It would have to be me or you, Lacey. Yeah. Mel, you don't want the Catalina wine mixer on here? There are other choices (laughs) she could choose from. What? You cheered when I I said it. Why are you pushing this all of a sudden? No, I I want the Catalina wine mixer. I wish I just could see what's up next. You were up next. <laughs> I know after her, she means. Aside from me, we got. I mean, I t- can. I can say my choice. We, no, 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 no. I'm saying like I could go veto it. Go next. No, you know, I want stepbrothers on the list. It's up to Rashawn. Rashawn, do you want to veto stepbrothers or anything I wouldn't else? Veto, I wouldn't veto. I wouldn't veto even though I don't really want on the list. But you'd veto this at the end, wouldn't you? You sick fuck. No, I wouldn't. I like. Let's go. I like. I like the cool, funky choices. I said that. V- v- uh, do it. Do it. Do it. Rashawn. Veto something. Rashawn, do it. The sand timer's going. Do this it. episode's running long. Oh, um, I would veto... No, because it can't, it can't live up there. <laughs> I would veto... I don't have a co-signer for this. You don't know. It would have to be... I would veto Uptown Girls. It's all that coming. You would veto uptown. Oh, for your pin for drop. <laughs> and then it would be me. Who has to co-sign that? Me or you? You or John? The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. <laughs> I'm not gonna veto that. I know, so it'd be a waste of a veto. Well, Josh could veto it. He's not gonna veto. He might. That choice. He's not. He's not he's like he likes it. uptown girls. I am thinking. But it, but the problem is I'm being selfish because I that that slot would never come back to me. Well, so why would I benefit the people who have wronged me in the past? You know, you don't know because right. Why would I help you out after you took Shrek from me? So like, no, that's why I'm saying I'm gonna go next. We don't know if they're gonna like it, and then it can get vetoed, and then it's just gonna trickle back to you. No, it won't. Because well, people aren't going to use their second of, veto. We would run out of veto. Yeah. And yeah. people aren't going to use their second videos, veto as quickly as I did. And it doesn't matter what it comes back to me because I want to punish you two for taking Shrek from me. Sean, That's what I'm saying. Sean, I thought about atonement, but your argument for atonement was better than the one for Uptown Girls. I know you think I'm being pointed, but I'm trying to be fair. No, it's just like I have a. Literally slots 11 through 16 is where <laughs> my happy crazy. place is. So. That's crazy. She's hey, we're all in the top five, okay? Nobody's we are, dominating. Which is nice. Um, oh, that is nice. Yeah, I'm not going to co-sign shit. 
so yeah, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, sh- uh, donkey sends his regards. <laughs> well, then I'll use my second veto. Mela, if you'll co-sign Avengers Infinity War. <gasps> what? That's a good ending. Well, he should have co-signed Uptown Girls. No, it's up I to you. I like that one. She did. She actively said she likes that one. Rishon, come on. Don't, Why? <laughs> don't fall for it, Mel. No, I'm come not on, falling Mel. for it. I like, I was said I was almost going to put that on my list, but it just, I knew he was going to put it. I can't touch Parasite. I'm not going to veto Corpse Bride, but this is the end. You can turn down a co-sign, Mel. Just turn it down. That's fine. This is no, I list. turned it down. I'm turning it down. Okay. I like it and at 10. I'm, I'm out. <sighs> I won't that I won't count that second veto as a punishment since it didn't fly. Yeah, it didn't go through. Yeah, yeah. you can't count it. It didn't go through. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I still am in the hole to you somewhere, so somehow. And it will hurt. Ella, come over here. Ella, come over here. What's up? <laughs> Do you want to use your second veto on No Country for Old Men? <laughs> That's so nice. I'm not being serious. I'm not being serious. No. <laughs> yes, she is. Mel was thinking about it for a second. Yes, she was. Look at her face. <laughs> no, because I don't have a movie. That's number two. <laughs> we can't we can't restart. We, we this cannot cycle. move on, you guys. <laughs> the, the unironically, the last movie I had on my list was Groundhog Day, so you can bring it back to me and we'd all be veto list. <laughs> oh no. I just wanted to be a little funny and messy. <laughs> so we have a list. We have a list. Whoa! <laughs> what a time. This this is our messiest list yet. This is messy. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> I'm leaving this mic perplexed. This is the top 20 movie endings of When Cinephiles Attack. At number 20, we have This is the End, The Devil's Rejects, The Mist, Promising Young Woman, The Corpse Bride, Uptown Girls, Atonement, Step Brothers, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, Parasite, Avengers Infinity War, La La Land, Goodwill Hunting, Seven, The Apartment, About Time, The Usual Suspects, Nope, No Country for Old Men, and Black Swan at number one. Mm. With three and one. Crazy. Insane performance. Wow. I'll get there someday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking up at you guys. I'll get there someday. <laughs> Honorable mentions. So I, the one that I kind of had, or that I had yeah. just there, was Coco. Oh, that's cool. It's a great ending. It's I just so good, but it's so I've talked about it enough. Okay, you know? no more punchline. But Groundhog Day has a pretty decent ending. Him running out into the snow. It's a cute ending. The, the relief that that movie is over. <laughs> that that might have got you on the list. <laughs> Shout out to um, Crimson Peak ending, Ooh. and Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio's ending. Those were both on my list as well. Ciao, Papa, Neo, Papa. I will never forgive you for that. There's Editing a lot of things. Play a trap remix of Ciao, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. I will never forgive you for that. Another one. Ah. Ah. Ah.
papa. Papa. I will never pick up YouTube. Ah, hey. <laughs> that thing goes. I will never pick up YouTube. I had the wrestler. I had set it off. Sunset Boulevard. And Why didn't you like bring it set off. it off, dude? Don't act like you would have backed that up. It got vetoed I, last time. I would have backed that up. That's so good. I would have backed it up over the ones I haven't seen. <laughs> anyway. Well, they, I have one person or two people who haven't seen set it off. So like, what do I do? Yeah, I chose the apartment. I had a Billy Wilder trio. So I chose the apartment. And then I had, surprisingly, The Dark Knight Rises. But Rises is a pretty nice ending. It's a good... I know The Dark Knight from... is like the one, but Aside out of the trilogy, from... I think Rises. They should have kinda... called him Dick or Richard or Tim. That part, not so much. But the Everything Michael Caine at the cafe yep. is pretty it's great. It's great. It's fantastic. Great score. We ended out the year with a, a real interesting list. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all lucky you didn't bring Oppenheimer. You're lucky you didn't bring Oppenheimer. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that is it for uh, the showdowns for 2023. This we have a couple holiday movies coming out for the rest of the month, and uh, we'll see you in the new year with more showdowns, more gauntlets, all kinds of good stuff. As for the movie ending showdown, that's it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you like, subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcast. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, anywhere you get your shows. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to show us some love, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Rashawn, Mella, Josh, and Lacey. Thank you so much for listening. We will catch you for some Christmas joy next week. Just hear the sleigh bells jingling, jingling, jingling. With the trap beat. Ah, 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 ah. Ciao, Papa. No! Uh. <laughs>